Good day, peace, love and light to you all, Supreme Beings. Welcome to another episode of Awakening Conversations with me, your host, Mathix Masangu. This is episode two of season three. And it's a very special episode because today I have my first guest of this season. And this is a very special person. It's someone who I look up to, someone who I admire, someone who's been with me through my own personal journey. She's a friend. She's a spouse. She's a life partner. And she's just a soul traveler along with me. And I'm not going to say much. I'm going to let her introduce yourself to you guys. Welcome, Queen. Hi. Um, the network is so terrible. I didn't mm-hmm. hear much of what you just said, but I'm guessing. So thank you. Mm, I, I said I was not going to say much about you and you. I just told the people who you were to me and how you helped me in my journey. And I told them that you would do the rest of the introduction. You would introduce yourself to them. Oh, okay. I'm Indy, a.k.a. A Wave Goddess. I am a reminder, cycle breaker, keeper of perspectives, and a healer of the collective unconscious. I mm. also would like to think of myself as an astrologer. And yeah, that's just me. Hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Healer of the people, astro- astrologer. So tell me, where can people find you if maybe people are looking to find who you are, the type of people, since you say you are a reminder? Where can people go about finding you on these social networks? Well, I'm mostly active on Twitter at A Wave Goddess. I'm also on Instagram at A Wave Goddess as well. Um, and my other Instagram account is at awavegoddess.show. <laughs> and that's basically an account for just my writing, um, a few reminders that I personally love and have found to be impactful. And yeah, Twitter and Instagram the most. Oh, did you say a wave goddess? Could you just like spell that out for the people? <laughs> All right, it's a wave mm-hmm. as the. W-A-V-E and goddess, G-O-D-D-E-S-S. Oh. oh, okay. I hope that you heard that, guys. This is where you can find her. It's at a wave goddess. You can find on Instagram and on Twitter. Thank you so much for joining me today. Welcome. Welcome to the conversation. Thank you for having me. Thank you. This is like long overdue. It's been my It is. Yeah, <laughs> we are here. <laughs> We are definitely here. I've been wanting to get this lady on the show for such a long time, guys. It's like for such a long time. But, you know, all all happens in divine timing. And the reason why I felt that I wanted you to come be my first guest for season three is because I have been drawn a lot these past few months weeks to astrology in terms of what astrology is the study of astrology on a personal level astrology on a collective level and then i felt that if i'm feeling this way then maybe a lot of people 
are feeling this way too and putting out a podcast with someone who I know to be inclined but also at the same time still on their own journey of learning about astrology I thought you know a wave goddess would be the perfect person to invite on the show so without wasting any time I want to just get into like uh, just the simple question what what is astrology a wave goddess to someone who has never you know some people know that i'm an aries i'm a cancer but to someone who doesn't really know what that means what is astrology okay so the basic understanding of astrology is that it's a study or a science of the stars but it's way deeper than that it actually shows more of the archetypes that everybody works with the different energies that the stars the constellations represent within within each individual mm-hmm. so with astrology it's a science that goes into the psychology of people um yeah it's really a science like <laughs> that's the best way i can explain it it's a science that links into psychology that links into um many different facets of life actually because it's very very broad oh i heard you speak about archetypes um what if if you were to if if you were to just break down what what is an archetype because i think i was i was reading a book not long ago by this psychologist uh, Carl Jung and he speaks about archetypes in there so for people at home who might not know what an archetype is would could you like break that down for them please can you first give like the definition that you read in the book oh okay so how i read according to Carl Jung he says that an archetype it's kind of a collective let's say a cloud a cloud of thought a way that people behave a way that people act there's a certain archetype that people will behave this way or people will behave that way basically just like how astrology says it that oh uh libra people uh loving people they don't like arguing but at the same time they indecisive or how Aries people are leaders but at the same time they hard-headed so an archetype would be a particular mindset if i could put it like that that a certain group of people follow yeah it's attributes to me i just perceive it as attributes that is associated with a specific energy mm-hmm. depending on how you're astrologically made up there are certain archetypes that you lean more into, certain energies that you work through more than others. Um, mm-hmm. So when I speak about archetypes, personally, I'm speaking about like psychologically the energies that everybody has. Oh, so 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 this is happening on a psychological level. Mm, mm-hmm. Because you know the what? universe is mental. Oh, yeah, I think that's the first law of 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 hermeticism. Uh, all is mind, and everything in the universe is mental. So tell us, Indy, what what's your star sign? Let's start there. What's your star sign? I'm a Sagittarius sun, um, following tropical astrology, and I'm a Leo moon and a Cancer rising. Mm. 
Mm, Sagittarius. To all the Sagittarius people out there listening to this, you are in luck because, like, I'm gonna ask her right now. So just, just a typical, <laughs> a surface level explanation of what an a Sagittarius person is like, because obviously all of them won't be the same, but there are those basic characteristics that they all have could you just give us a little bit about sagittarius people okay so the energy of sagittarius deals a lot with expansion so sagittarius um people love traveling they love being in motion they hate being stagnant they hate repetition and cycles because they're always kind of pushing towards growing themselves, um, discovering new information, learning. So Sagittarius energy has a lot to do with um, gathering information, being a teacher as well, because Sagittarius people are so good at just absorbing information as though they've mastered certain things and can... um, help others benefit from what they know. So it's a teaching energy. It has a lot to do with um, experimenting, having fun, because it's a mutable fire sign. So it has mm. a lot to do with breaking boundaries, breaking structures, going beyond the frameworks that are um, very fixed and rigid because they just want to, See, okay, what's on the other side, though? It's very inquisitive, curious mm. energy. Oh, so I'm guessing, I'm guessing a lot of those university parties and, you know, those university, those college, a lot of people, they must be vegetarians. Because they, I'm guessing. You're, that's actually so funny you would say that because Sagittarius... Um, and I don't want to go into houses because this is like a basic in, in like mm-hmm. a basic introduction mm-hmm. into astrology. But the ninth house in a chart is what Sagittarius rules over, and that has to do with tertiary education, like college and universities and stuff like that. So, oh my god, oh my god, oh, so definitely right there. Now I know that I have to have you for a part two because people are going to be interested in knowing what are houses uh speaking speaking about that you know uh not even what's a house they're going to be asking what's a chart what is what's a chart yes people i got my birth chart what's a what's a birth chart let's let's get into that like not in too much detail but People, people recently are saying that I'm getting my birth chart done. I'm getting my birth chart. I know my birth chart. What is a birth chart? If you could just put it to us in the simplest of ways. What is a birth chart in astrology? Um, chart is a screenshot of the sky, the exact moment you were born. So in order to have it done, you need to have... Your time of birth, place uh-huh. of birth, and your time of birth. And basically, it's going to show you where the planets were the moment you came out of your mother's womb. That indicates to you the specific lessons, the specific energies you work with, the specific talents and skills you have. It can show you so much about yourself. 
So in short, it's just a screenshot of the sky that indicates what it is that you're here to do. Oh, I love that. I love that is so beautiful. That it's a screenshot. This is what she said. She said astrology or a birth chart, rather. The your birth chart, ladies and gentlemen, is a screenshot of the sky. The mm. moment you were born. Wow. Wow. That is amazing. That is profound. No, that just makes me wonder. Okay, if it's a screenshot of the sky, the moment that I was born, then it means that it's a screenshot of particularly the planets. So, so I want I, talk talk to me and talk to us about the planets. Then, what do what do the planets have to do with this? Because I think the planets are like the basics of what astrology. Talk to me about the planets. What is their form or what is their function in all of this? Okay, I, I missed a bit of that because of the connection. But um, planets and signs work hand in hand because you need to understand that every sign is in Aries, Taurus, Gemini. All of those different signs have planets that kind of govern over them. So when you're dealing with Aries energy, you're simultaneously talking about the planet Mars. When you're talking mm. about your energy, you are talking also about the planet Venus. So um, I wouldn't say that planets are like the basics to astrology. It's planets and signs. So what oh. planets mm-hmm. tend to indicate is um, sort of like they give instruction to the signs. They're like the presidents and then the signs could be how um, the different sort of like ministers in like gov- in the government that kind of um, carry out the instructions of the presidents. I don't know if that makes sense, but let's say you have, Venus, <laughs> you have the planet Venus and that governs over the signs of Libra and Taurus. So Venus, as we know it, is the planet of love. It's the planet of luxury. It's the planet of sensuality. It's a feminine sign. So when you have that and you're dealing with Taurus and Libra energy, it's like, okay, Venus will instruct Libra energy towards relationships. Venus will Taurus energy towards um, possessions, towards having money, stable means, and things like that. Just to give an example. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Okay. So there's houses and then there's planets. This is very interesting. Now and, I and wanna signs. I wanna ask and sign and signs. Yeah. So so I'm wondering now, can can one person just how deep is astrology because I've seen things that happen in my own personal life, and then I've gotten either I've had a conversation with you or with 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 with, with some of my other friends, and they, and when I look, maybe if they were to mention astrology, and I, if I were to look at a particular sign in a particular place, I'd be like, this explains everything. It resonates so much that 
I want to ask that is it possible that one person can have placements in one particular place? Let's say they are uh, liberalizing or a uh, uh, a Virgo something or a Mars in a Mars in Cancer, a Mars in a Mars in in Scorpio, a Moon. Can can one person have placements in a certain place, but then behave totally different from that? Is that a thing? Is that possible? It is possible, yes, because astrology is very deep. You can have a person be a uh, what sign should we go with? This person can be a Capricorn sun, right? That's the sign that they know they are working with. They're a Capricorn. Capricorn's Saturn. This person's Saturn could be in a sign like Pisces, which weakens the planet. Saturn doesn't really feel strengthened in the sign of Pisces. So then this person that most people would expect to be Capricorn-like, to be, you know, strict and um, be very rigid and be very much um, logical, could actually have creative abilities, could be very um, free, could have like struggle with having boundaries and things like that, just because the planet that rules their sun sign is debilitated in Pisces. So there are a lot of things that play into a strategy that you need to look into. Because also in a chart, um, when you're looking at where the planets are, the planets are also interacting with each other. Where your sun is, where your Mars is, where your Pluto is, wherever any planet is, they're always interacting with each other. And some planets interact more strongly with each other than others. Some aspects are better than others. So hmm. it's very, very complex. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like what you said in terms of it depends on, on where the certain placements are. You could have you could have something here that basically makes you act another way there. Which brings me to, because I was reading up about the South Node. Yes, they call it the South Node. Apparently, because I'm a Lib- I'm a Libra. That's 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 my sign. My South Node mm-hmm. is in my my North Node is in is in Scorpio and. Automatically, when your north node is somewhere, your south node is going to be at a specific place. So my south node is in Capricorn. So apparently, Capricorn was who I was in a recent past life or the actions. Can, can you just talk to me about a south node? If, 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 is, it, is, is it who you were? Okay, so you say your north node is in Scorpio. Yes, yes, my north node is in Scorpio. So then your south node has to be in Taurus, not in Capricorn. Taurus, because, Taurus yeah. I mean, not in Taurus, yes, Taurus, Taurus. Yeah, the south and the north node are always directly opposite each other in like sister mm-hmm. signs. So mm-hmm. um, the south node has to do with past life energy, yes. It's the energy that you're meant to kind of detach from in this life and um, 
because you 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 have experienced it. It's what's familiar. It's what's comfortable to you. It's the energy that's comfortable to you. So you, as a Taurus South Node, um, you come from a past life that had a lot to do with either you being a very financially stable person. You had a lot of money. You were comfortable. You like didn't have to experience much poverty. Of course, this depends on which house the South Node is in as well. Mm-hmm. But just of the Taurus, um, it can describe the energy, the wealth that you had in a past life, um, and lessons that you've mastered. So now in this life, your North Node is going to be directing you towards the energy you're here to grow. The energy so would that be to... Scorpio? Would that be Scorpio for me? Because that's where it is. That you, so you're here to learn how to maneuver in more Scorpio energy, which has a lot to do with healing. It has a lot to do with birth and uh, rebirth and death. Um, many mm. cycles, ups and downs, um, dependency, you know, because Taurus energy can be quite independent and Scorpio has like a more dependent feel to it. So um, also working with your emotions because it's a water sign and Taurus is more physical and materialistic. Here mm. to now kind of transcend into your emotions, have more of an understanding of the realms of water and things mm. like that. So mm, you, what you note is will also uh-huh. indicate what's scary for you what feels uncomfortable what you might fear mm. um, not easily gravitating towards because it's something that's very new hmm. that's very that's very interesting you mentioned you mentioned that scorpio is water yeah as i as, as, as how I've come to, to, to learn about it, there's four elements. There's fire, earth, air, and water. So how, there's, so since there's 12 zodiac signs, are they, how, how, do, how do the elements apply to the zodiac signs? What signs are what? And, and what does that mean? Does each sign have an element of its own or what? Yes, definitely. Aries is fire. Taurus mm-hmm. is earth, Gemini is air, Cancer mm-hmm. is water, Leo is fire, Virgo is earth, Libra mm-hmm. is air, Scorpio is water, Sagittarius is fire, Capricorn is earth, Aquarius is air, and Pisces is water. So that's kind of the sequence they fo- follow. It's fire, earth, air, and water. And basically when you're dealing with air, it links more to the mind, the mental space. When you're mm. dealing with earth, you're dealing with what's physical, the body, um, and dealing with water, you're dealing with the emotions, you're dealing with intuition, you're dealing a lot also with spirits in a sense, and fire, creativity, you're dealing with the spirits as well, you're dealing with creativity, um, and it depends because even though you have all those, also have modalities that the different signs have. Should I explain mm. what that is? Please just go into that a bit for the people who, who might want to. Yes, please. So modalities, um, there are three of them. There's fixed, 
is cardinal and is mutable. So all the fixed signs are more like structured. They're more like um, less likely to to change their ways. They're, they're, they're the ones that kind of ground everything, hold things in place. The cardinal signs are known to be the initiators. These are the signs that kind of act. The mutable signs are the ones that are responsible for changing things, um, bringing new energy into motion and things like that. Hmm. Okay, okay, okay. So there's fixed signs and then there's cardinal signs. And mutable signs, yes. Mutable signs. Hmm. Okay, so you mentioned so in this in, in this situation, I'm air and then you are fire, right? Because you said you carry it. Okay. Now, in, in, in the physical world that we know, externally, the physical world that we see, fire and water actually seem to be, I, I wouldn't want to call them enemies, but they don't match in a sense that if you were to throw water to fire, the fire would go up. So now I'm wondering yeah. that's happening on a psychological level that... When it comes to relationships, be it your mother, your brother, your lover, your school teacher, is it possible or, or does does the element or the particular placements affect the people as, as they would in the physical world? Like if you were to throw water on fire, the fire would switch off. So does it happen that certain signs that are certain elements when they are with other signs of certain elements they don't get along or they get along too well or others see or does that happen it does happen definitely but um i also feel like it's important to mention that it doesn't happen just based off of your sun sign alone because mm -hmm. i could be a sagittarius i'm a fire sign and someone could be um, an earth sign they could be a Virgo in nature fire and earth like my fire burns things you know burns the earth burns things that are mm -hmm. growing things like that but we could get along because we can understand how to be beneficial for each other you know it's all a compatibility does exist but it's not based off your sun sign you really have to look at the charts as a whole to understand the dynamics between people. So you can't just say because of you're a fire and I'm an A, we, we, we don't get along. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> just leave it to a sun sign. No. Oh, wow. Wow, Queen. Wow, my mind right now. I'm just like, because really astrology has been a thing that... It's been so, you know, there's, there's, there's a few things that interest me in this world. Synchronicities are one of those things. And astrology is another. And when I think of what synchronicities are and astrology, because in astrology, they always speak about the last question I want to ask you about is alignment. The, the planets are aligned or, or the moon is 
you know, because the synchronicity in real life that you're thinking about somebody and somebody calls their name or somebody says something or you want to do something and the right opportunity or the right person or event that will allow you to do that just out of nowhere shows up. So when it comes to astrology and alignments, what are astrological alignments when they say that certain planets are lining up and then the collective is going to go through this? How does astrology affect us in terms of alignments and on a collective level, if, if you could answer it, on a collective or personal level? What are alignments? Mm. Well, there are different types of alignments, different types of combinations. It depends. It's hard to say how alignments affect us because what what planets are we dealing with? You know, the alignments of the sun and the moon causing a lunar or a solar eclipse is completely different to having, let's say, um, Saturn and Jupiter being together. So it's important to note exactly what... Uh, energy, what attributes a planet has in order to understand that. But the more closer planets, as in Venus, Mars, Mercury, and the outer planets, which are like your Neptune, your Uranus, all of those other further planets don't tend to affect us as deeply as the inner planets do in the solar system and the outer planets tend to take longer the energy that they kick into motion tends to take longer to manifest compared to the inner planets so that's why when you have let's say a mercury retrograde um, it's very visible it's very tangible where your car breaks down your electronic devices don't work people you haven't spoken to in a long time resurface but if you were to have a Neptune retrograde or something like that you wouldn't feel it as intensely it also has to do with how close these planets are to the earth wow what a way to break it down oh so so Pluto since Pluto revolves around the sun, I think it's every 20-something years since it's, it's the outer planet. Mm. So that is, is its effect slower to take place because of its rotation around the sun? Is that what you're saying, that the closest ones affect, affect me at a quicker pace than the, than the outer planets? Basically, yes, yes. And it's also Ooh. the thing of... Because Pluto takes such a long time to rotate around the sun and things like that, it also takes a long time for us to kind of grasp the lesson that this planet is here to teach us. Mm. It's kind of like marinates for a long time. And then as soon as it's it's like, oh, damn, that's what that was about. Okay, I That makes so much sense, though. And what does Pluto deal with? Like, what is what what is it? Is it, is it? Wait, I think is it Pluto that rules Scorpio? Is it change? What 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 is Pluto? <laughs> Pluto rules over Scorpio in um, modern astrology. Yeah, and it rules over power. It rules over 
a lot of change, death, rebirth, um, cycles. It has to do with healing. It has to do with privacy, secrecy, things that are hidden, the occult, spirituality, um, <laughs> that are very taboo. It has to do with sex and uh, creativity as well. Huh. It's so interesting that you said that Pluto rules, you know, secrecy and all those things. Because when you, oh my word, when you actually look at the planet of Pluto, it's it's the it's out there. So like it's just surrounded by darkness. But at the same time, you, you spoke about the, the fact that it's power. For you to be mm-hmm. the furthest from the sun, you would have to have some type of your own power as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. And isn't it hilarious how it was recently discovered, but it was always there, but it was just hidden. And, and then like, <laughs> it only got discovered after we knew about every other planet in our solar system. Exactly. So are you are you right now a wave indie goddess, a wave goddess? Are you telling me that let's 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 just give Pluto 22 years that someone could go through because I know in, 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 in life there's always an ascension and a descension. We call a lesson or planting and the reaping. So are you telling me that someone can go through a particular lesson for 22 years that maybe Pluto may be cycling around the sun? And for 22 years, that person might feel like, oh my word, life is just not the one for me. And then after that, we have another 22 years of just things coming together because now Pluto is on the return. Yeah. Um, we tend to kind of go through these these changes, these upheavals as once a planet is nearing its return. And the return is basically in your charts, you're going to look at where the planet is. Let's say you have a, your Pluto is in Scorpio and it's at 12 degrees of Scorpio. That's another aspect of astrology, the degrees, right? So it's Mm -hmm. at 12 degrees of Scorpio. So as Pluto moves into Scorpio and now it's at one degree, at three degrees, at seven degrees, the closer it gets to 12 degrees being exactly where it was on the day that you were born, the closer it gets is the more intensely you will feel it. And that could be over a couple of months where you feel like you're losing things, where you feel like tragic events happen, where you feel like um, you just want to change. You you feel like connecting to your spirit more and things like that. So it does happen. And it happens with every single planet. It's just that we have Mercury returns more frequently than Saturn and Pluto returns, um, depending also on inner versus outer planet placements. Oh, I already asked you my last question. We're about to sum it up, but you just said something that I will not let go. You said inner, (laughs) you said inner planets and outer planets. What? Mm Mm-hmm. There's, talk, talk to me about that right now. Well, I kind of did. <laughs> I kind of did like a few minutes ago. Explaining wait, 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 where... 
there's inner planets and there's outer planets. Maybe maybe my mind was still processing something you said before. If there's something <laughs> I have to repeat in a different way. So there's inner planets. Because yeah. the only thing you know is like when they talk about the chakras and like this inner, I have chakras somewhere inside. You just said there's inner planets and then there's outer planets. Tell me that again. Maybe I missed it because I'm still I'm still new to this. Talk to me about that. Okay, so there there's layers to inner versus outer planets. Inner planets are the ones that are way they're closer to Earth. They're closer to us. This is Mars, Venus, Mercury. Um, would I say Jupiter? Hmm. Right, and then your outer planets is your Pluto, your Uranus, your Saturn, um, and your Jupiter. I'll include Jupiter and outer planets. And basically, the inner planets tend to govern over things that are way more personal to us. And then the outer planets tend to deal with the collective, the world at large. When you look at when you look at Mercury, it's your mental space, it's your mind. That's an inner planet. Look at Venus, it's your relationships, that's personal, it's intimacy. When you look at Mars, it's your motivation, your passion. You know, mm. when wow. you look at Uranus, it has to do with the social structure. When you look at Saturn, it has to do with governments. When you look at Neptune, it has to do with spirituality, our connection to the divine. It's way more broader concepts. And the inner planets tend to do more with like the individual. Versus mm. out of planets. Oh, I see. I see. So, so there's nine planets. We have nine planets, right? Is it nine? Because they keep changing them. Pluto wasn't a planet, then it was a planet again. How many planets do we have in the? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. How many planets do we have? Because I remember the poor Pluto, they changed it. Like, oh, it's too far out. It's not a planet. And then it was a planet again. So how many planets do we actually have? Well, if you follow tropical astrology, we count the sun and the moon as planets as well in the, mm-hmm. in the birth chart. We count the... Um, so that's two. Venus, Mars, Mercury, we tune Jupiter, Uranus, Saturn, and Pluto. So that's about 10. But when you follow uh, Vedic astrology, they don't really work with Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. They only work with Jupiter, Mars, Venus, Mercury, the sun, and the moon, because that's more oh. traditional. Oh, so so it's what you would have called the inner planets. They work mostly with those. Mm. Hmm. Ha. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know about you guys, but I'm definitely, I'm definitely an A student in Astrology 101. I'm learning about this and I'm encouraging you people to also learn about astrology that's why I brought today a wave goddess to come be with us in this particular episode, episode two of season three. Don't forget to follow me on YouTube. You can interact with me at Mathics Masai. That's M H I C S M A H L A N G U. 
you can find me on Instagram at mathix underscore 13. You can also find me on Twitter at mathix mashangu. And if you want to find out more about a wave goddess, just go back to the if you if you if you missed it, go back to the beginning of the episode she gave her details there on where you can find her and you can just enter you basically you can interact with her from a distance just by seeing the type of content that she that she puts out there it's not just astrology i know i'm one person who follows her uh, as i said in the beginning that she's very dear to me she's someone who's helped me on my journey on a personal level she's helped me so much so I just want to thank her once again. I want to thank you, Queen, for being, for coming on to the show. Thank you so much. There's going to there's gonna be a part two. I heard you speak about houses, and you said that it's something we're not going to go into. You spoke about degrees. I know there's people who heard you say degrees, and you went and a little like, bit. What's that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. They're like, what, degrees? What's a degree? You were telling me about planets. So... I don't even think that with Indy, it's going to be a thing of I'm going to invite her again for episode two, and then it's done. From just feeling from my people who listen to me, I will feel that it's going to be a once-in-a-while thing. Because you did say astrology is so broad, and it's so it goes in oh, depth. It's so it's something, it's so deep. It, oh it, my goodness. it goes deep. It's still deeper than this. Oh my gosh, it is so so deep. It's a rabbit oh. hole within a rabbit hole within a oh. rabbit hole. God, you guys heard that for yourselves, guys. We are about to go into the rabbit hole. This was actually this was the first episode where we just entered. So say goodbye to the light outside because now we are going deep with Indy into the astrological rabbit hole. So thank you for tuning in into today's episode and once again queen thank you thank you for joining us thank you for joining us once again thank you so much for this platform thank you for the work you're doing for the messages that you're sharing for the information that you're giving you're doing a lot and we are so blessed to have you and your content during this time shout out to you definitely thank you thank you so much queen and i'm definitely gonna invite you again so that we can have our our part two because i want to know about those degrees i want to know about those houses that you spoke about because i've been listening to it and or rather reading about it and it's different it's different from what i've read and what i've heard you say with your actual voice it's different when it comes to when it comes from someone who does this on a regular and who studied it personally first before they could help others in terms of understanding their own birth charts and planetary placements. So thank you once again, a wave goddess for joining me on this episode. May you be blessed. May all be well with you. And I will talk to you again next time. I say, I say King. Ashe, Ashe, Queen. Thank you guys for tuning into Awakening Conversations with me, Mathix. Until next time, we out of here. That was Astrology Basics with the one and only A Wave Indie Goddess or A Wave 
goddess. So follow her on Twitter, on Instagram. Also go follow me on YouTube. Check out some of the other content that I do. Check me out on Twitter. And then stay growing, stay blessed, and stay shining, supreme beings. We out of here.